Good evening, everybody. What's up, fed bait? You want to say hi, Sam? Say hi to the people. What's up? Yeah, there you go. Murder dog. Good job. Hello, people. Oh my gosh, you just pick right now to come in for dog hugs? What's up, Comfortably Numb? So, uh, how are we? Velo, what's up? All right, that's enough. All done. Yeah. All Go done. Yeah. All done. Go. The dog said, what's up? Um, yesterday morning was Friday morning, and typically on Friday mornings, I do a brief uh, here on the YouTubes, but I didn't because I was rocking with my homies instead. Uh, get out. And so um, I was like, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll come on here and uh, talk to the people. And so I was like, yeah, I can come on here and talk to the people. I can do the brief that I would have done yesterday morning, this evening, um, even though it posted to Patreon yesterday. And then I was cruising all the websites out there for the news. And um, gosh, it's just terrible. It's just gay. Like there's, I don't know. The spin is hardcore, right? Either the economy is the worst it's ever been or it's the best that it's ever been. Either Israel or the terrorists or Hamas is the terrorist. Either Ukraine's gonna win or Russia's gonna win. And it's like, man, none of this crap even matters. Um, big picture, yeah, I suppose it does. Little picture, meh. And um, I felt the need to come out here and make a fire because frankly, I've been cold since um, yesterday. yesterday, no, Thursday night. I've been cold since Thursday night. It's now Saturday night. I've been cold since Thursday night. So here we are. Um, I guess I could read the brief and then maybe we'll talk a little bit. What do you guys think? We'll do a little Q&A, we'll do a little hanging out. You guys know the drill. The news is stupid, Brett Spencer agrees. Cool. Well, we're all on the same page then. Let's see here. Bear Independent Brief 2, December 23. This year, the global economy has been found to be surprisingly strong in spite of everything. But just recently, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, or the OECD, published their estimation of projected global growth. According to this report, global growth should slow next year to 2.7%, which would be the slowest growth in a single year since 2020. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. In its report, the OECD wrote, growth has been stronger than expected so far in 2023, but it is now moderating as the impact of tighter financial conditions, weak trade growth, and lower business and consumer confidence is increasingly felt. The World Economic Forum's chief, econ chief, economist, chief economist's outlook, that's the word I'm looking for, found 60% of those surveyed believed international economic prospects were anemic, a.k.a. Not that great. Aloha, K. Jeremiah. 
But there is good news. The same organization, Secretary General Matthias Corman, told reporters that, quote, recessions will be avoided almost everywhere, end quote. Oh, that's so super. Thanks, Matthias. This is separate from commodity prices, which are expected to rise due to the conflicts in both the Ukraine and Israel. Another optimistic point from the organization is that it anticipates that U.S. inflation specifically will finally cool down to 2.2% in 2025. So luckily for you, that's only 13 months away. So if you can just continue to struggle and eke out an existence for minimum another 13 months, your inflation rate will only be 2.2% instead of approximately 20%. Now, right now, the inflation percentage is somewhere between 7 and 8%. Official reporting realized actual inflation is closer to 20%. So that means if you got a 2.2 inflation rate, you're still going to be dealing with actual inflation somewhere in the neighborhood of 8 to 12%. So whatever, government will save you. Um, it has gotten increasingly warm under this gazebo since we lit this fire. <laughs> Praise Yah, it's wonderful. I'm pretty sure I don't have any hair on the front of my legs anymore. What's driving the coming global slowdown? The two most significant economies in the world, United States and China, are both expected to experience slowing economies next year. For the U.S., expected growth is just 1.5%, almost a full percentage point less than this year, thanks to the efforts of the Federal Reserve. As for China, it is once again muddling through a thick real estate crisis, dwindling exports, and ballooning unemployment. The World Economic Forum noted that it is also struggling as companies seek lower prices for manufacturing. Other than these two major economies, it's also expected that the European Union will be impacted by both higher interest rates and energy price spikes from the Russia-Ukraine war. Since the EU is comprised of 20 countries, this isn't a small impact. The projected growth of its economies for the next year is kept back at a modest 0.9%. What did the report say the newest war in the Middle East? If it were to expand, quote, it could result in significant disruptions to energy markets and major trade routes, end quote. But then, y'all already knew that. National Intel. There's only two pieces of National Intel this week. I guess you guys just don't feel like sending your Intel reports to intelapparentdependent.com. It's fine. It's whatever. We don't have to hang out, man. It's meh. Meh. You know what? I could just sip my peanut butter whiskey by the fire all by my lonesome in my cool bear mug. Yeah. Pet Who cares? Dog. What? I Can I pet that dog? I want to pet that dog. Can I pet that dog? I want to pet that dog. That dog's a bear, sweetheart. I'm going to pet that dog. <laughs> mm. Peanut butter for the win. Bonus intelligence. I was talking to a Phoenix, Arizona area firearms instructor who said that within the last month or so, their private lessons were now all booked solid. The instructor went on to say that the majority of the new students were Jewish and that they were scared. I also noted a few new shooters on the lanes that were obviously Jewish based upon their dress. And last, Ardent, the umbrella company for a lot of hospitals across the nation, was hacked in a cyber attack Thanksgiving Day. All hospitals owned by Ardent are running off of paper. Nurses are being sent home because the ER is only allowing major emergencies. They are not expecting their computer systems to be up until the end of this week or the middle of next week. They are keeping this on the DL, the down low, the hush hush, and have asked their nurses not to talk about it. Oops. Staff that is being sent home are being told, staff 
is being sent home or being told that they need to take their PTO, their power uh, takeoff. It's the thing when you have like a dump truck or a concrete truck or whatever. No, it's, it's the not, lever it's on the side. PTO, you clutch no. in, engage the PTO, then you let off, and then no, no that's no. not what a PTO. Yeah, this is power takeoff. No, it's personal time off. Per PTO. No. Yeah, power takeoff. No, personal time off. Per what the fuck is personal time off? You wouldn't know what it is, but like some people <laughs> that work normal jobs, they get PTO. They're a dump truck. No. <laughs> Back that thing up, girl. <laughs> no, they get paid time off. Oh, paid time off? Yeah. What kind of communist bullshit is that? It happens. Bro, paid time off. Yeah. They're being told to engage their power takeoffs because they're <laughs> unsure when they'll be able to get the entire system to reboot. And that's the brief. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, I looked at the news and I was like, gay, gay, don't care, propaganda, also gay, retarded, don't care, don't care, don't care, gay, oh, extra gay, super duper, don't care, Argentina, uh, trans people, uh, blah, 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 my civil rights, bro, gay, 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 retarded, 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 politics, politics, politics. It's like, it's just, it's just terrible. It's just terrible. Not I, but the Spice Girls. What's up? Well, that's a good shot. Uh-huh. That's how you live stream. Yep. That's a really good shot. I'll put that on Patreon later. Tantu. So, since uh, all the news is terrible, and, um, you know, it's like, uh, whose line is anyway? The rules are made up and the points don't matter. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Could you expound on the micro wool? You mean this stuff, the nano wool right here? The origin nano wool? Um, so, let's see. Thursday night. Yeah, you want me to expand? Expound? Let's expound. There's say, don't expand. You're trying not to do that. <sighs> trying to do the opposite. I'm trying to contract. Um, I'm going to find some more Thursday night, I cut the Patreon live stream a little bit shorter than usual uh, because I had to go play in the woods with my homies. Now, most of my homies were unaware of the fact that myself and another brother were going to be going out into the woods, kind of functioning as op four. Uh, a handful of people knew we were coming. And then Thursday afternoon here, it poured rain. Like a fat cow pissing on a flat rock. Poured rain. That's right. Like a fat cow pissing on a flat rock. Poured rain. I mean, hellacious, terrible, damn near life-threatening, cold, hard rain. And so, my homies that did know that I was coming were of the impression that because of the rain that I wouldn't be coming. Plus, you know, I got a standing engagement on uh, Thursday evenings with the patrons. But I was itching to go have fun in the woods. So, me and another brother drove out to this location. And um, I had my Gore-Tex pantaloons on. Bear, it's December. I know, I'll change it later. I can do whatever I want. You know, in my world, it's November. Alright? So... So I had my uh, Gore-Tex pantaloons on, my Icebreakers 200 weight, um, dude leggings on, and then this uh, Origin Nano Wool hoodie. And another layer tied to my, uh, I didn't have a rucksack, I had a day pack, which is pertinent to this story. Um, and so we go setting off in the woods, and one of my bros, who was one of the controllers for the exercise, um, cause it was, um, 
basically say like an overnight bug out bag camp out with your uh, effing YouTube. How do you say this without getting the feds called? With your freedom gear. We'll just say that. With all your freedom gear and your bug out bag, can you make camp and not die? And so like low 40s, torrential rain pour, mud, water crossings, everything, you know, sopping wet, pouring rain. It's a great exercise. Great time of year to try it out. So I was told where they were going to be. And then, uh, so me and another brother get out there, and we're moving tactically, right? Because we don't want them to know that we're in the AO. And about two-thirds of a mile overland, we're supposed to come up on where they were going to be camping. But they weren't there. And we enter the Valley of Despair. We don't know where they are. We know where we are, but we don't know where they are. And it's soaking wet. We're doing uh, water crossings. Worst, I mean, like, the creeks are running. Map Recon was an absolute bust because, oh, well, we'll use the Google Earth imagery. Uh-huh. From the summer when everything was dry, all those things that look like roads on the map, those are creek beds. Those are creek beds. So uh, now we start this game of... We're too far in to turn back. Where is everybody else? Let's go find everybody else in the middle of the night. Long and short, it took us three and a half hours to ruck about six miles in the just cold, wet, nasty grossness. And I left my big rucksack. Oh, we looked at the topo maps, Carrie. Yeah, we looked at them. We looked at the satellite imagery, the topo maps. We did a map recon. I even drove the area before we went in. Yeah, we did all the things we could do other than putting boots on the ground. So I left my big rucksack with my full sleep kit on the truck because our plan was to ruck in there, day packs, harass our brothers, smile at them, turn around and go home and sleep in our own beds. Uh, and then they weren't where they were supposed to be because they had to cut their ruck short and into an administrative halt because it was so cold and so wet when they, they decided to make camp miles from where they were going to be, which is fine. That's a good call that they made because they had people who were like literally completely soaking wet. Make camp, make a fire, get people dried out. Because this was not supposed to be like a wilderness survival class. What do we do about hypothermia? The TLO, Terminal Learning Objective, is can you carry your shit? Okay, so that's what they were doing. They're working on carrying their shit. But they didn't make it to where they said they were going to be. So now we got to find our brethren with no commo in the dark, in the rain, in the rivers, in the mud, and the whole nine. And so we ended up finding them at 1 a.m. Okay. I love this story having seen the Patreon ruck. So check this out. We end up finding them at one o'clock in the morning. Okay. And uh, we left my truck at 9.30. Three and a half hours of moving to move about six miles according to what my fitness app on my phone says. Um, so we get in there, we find them. 
And the way that we ended up finding them, there's twofold. One, praise y'all for Camo, because now I'm legit worried about my people. Where are they? So I'm able to get a message out to my brother Dudley, where are you? And he's like, we made camp. And I'm like, wherever you made camp, it's not where you said you were going to. And so he drops me a pin. I look at the pin. Oh, I thought we were in the Valley of Despair before. Oh, no, we are. No, we're just entering the Valley of Despair. So me and my other brother, I'm like, you up? And he's like, I'm up. I'm like, let's go. And um, so we don't have like mountain mountains here, but we have significant hills. And then we actually like technically they're mountains because they're over 2,000 foot in height. Um, yeah, traversing up and down that shit in the rain and the mud. I mean, I was completely covered in mud, like just completely, co which is funny because my brother saw posted a video yesterday about uh, the feral generation that played outside in the dirt and the mud. And so they actually have to clean their guns, unlike the Zoomers and the Millennials who just play with their toys. And I was like, <laughs> so I was laughing my ass off when we finally find camp. A mile away from their camp, under nods, I was able to see their fire. A mile away, I thought. I said to my brother six times, we're like a quarter mile from base camp. We're a quarter mile from base camp. We're a quarter, we're, dude, so gauging distance under nods at night in the rain and the fog, not cool. Um, so three and a half hours later, we find their base camp. Back to the, my real ruck was on the truck because I wasn't planning on, yeah, F your plans, right? F my plans, F, F everybody's plans. Um, so typically in non-permissive environment, big rich fires would not be allowed, but people were soaking wet and it was cold. So fires were made so that, um, people, you know, wouldn't die and all that. So, and praise God, they made a fire so that I could see their fire. Hey, saw is here. Shalom, brother. Used a whole bunch of the stuff that you taught us last night. Um, and so we get up to the fire and my cool guy rucksack was on the truck. And so I had with me. Yotes, right there. No, that's an owl. That's an owl. Sounded like a yote at first. Yeah. Like right there. So my big cool guy rucksack was on the truck with my beautiful all-season, all-weather sleep kit. Nope, I had my day pack with a Mylar blanket, a poncho, and a uh, poncho liner, a whoobie in it. And that's what I slept in overnight. Oh, oh, you're still on fire. I'm still on fire. Um, getting sprinkled on in the whole nine. And what's cool was, hey, it works. Hey, Viking Preparedness is here too. He was there as well. And so we got there about 1 o'clock in the morning. I think I fell asleep about 3 o'clock in the morning. Pretty sure I woke up about 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, and then we rucked back out again. And it was a great exercise, really good exercise. But one of the things that I was – you asked about the nano wool hoodie. One of the things I was super happy to have was the nano wool hoodie – and the wool long johns because I was sopping wet from the waist down. Uh, we get to camp. I had dry socks in my day pack, whoopee, poncho, mylar. Get out of the wet, get into the dry, hang up the wet stuff to air out, dry out a little bit. And then, um, you know, lay the poncho down, lay the poncho liner down, um, roll over and then fill in the gaps with the Mylar blanket. And I actually slept pretty damn good, which was incredible because my spine is horrendous. And uh, so sleeping on the ground was super cool to be able to like, 
I wasn't paralyzed when I woke up in the morning, which was awesome. But it was it was a great training opportunity, and um, yeah, just I'll just say like moving tactically under nods, trying to hunt your brethren. Um, that was a lot of fun. It was also a major pain in the ass, and talk about like burning your calories, dude. <laughs> My legs are still smoked from that, but we had a blast. All right, what, uh, you know, we're here now, and we've already established that the news is retarded. So if you guys have any uh, questions, hey, there's my brother Dud. Dudley is the one who saved us. Dudley's the one who dropped a pin. Then all me and my brother had to do was get to the pin, which in of itself was fun, which is why, like, you know, in the mouths of two or three, let a thing be established. You should have, like, a buddy with you because uh, at one point, there was a heated debate about which way was north versus which way was south, and I was like, you know what'll solve this? A compass. Oh look, here's the compass, that way is north. So, yeah, but it was a blast. We had a great time. Hi, Brian, what's up? Can you have, if you can only have one night thing to get introduced to night vision first or thermal first, can't get both. Gosh, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know your context. I don't know your budget. Just get some PBS somethings, 14s, 21s, 31s, whatever. Just unless you're like really big into nighttime hunting, thermals get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Thermal's awesome. What's up, Rocklick? Thermal's awesome. Um, I don't, you know, if you can clearly define what you're going to do with either of them, nods or a thermal, then you don't need to ask me that question because you know your context better than I do, which feels like you're trying to get me to give you permission to spend a shit ton of money on something you want, don't need. So, yeah, shit ton of money on a Gucci purse. Thank you, baby. When what you really need is a double-bagged Walmart sack. That's right. Starfish, I can't wait for the second part of Stop the Bleed from the Reliance Festival. Yeah, I posted that, uh... <laughs> Let's be honest, I didn't post shit. Monica posted that on Patreon yesterday morning. So... Your last Ezekiel study was lit. Praise Yah. I'm, uh, I'm the pipe, bro. I'm not the water. Yeah, and see, and then, you get, and then you get this in the chat. TH Harris, thermals for distance operating, night vision for CQB. Okay, well, so first of all, why are you CQBing? And then you've got um, John, two comments later, you can move better at night with NVGs than thermal. Yeah, so now you've got conflicting stories. Why do you need a thermal? Why do you need knots? And if your answer is, they're cool and I want them, then buy either one of them. I have nods. I have thermal. You know what I use more often? Nods. Like way more often. But why do I use them? Two reasons. One, Caleb House operating. Two, LARPing. Live action role playing with my bros in the woods. Honestly. Three stargazing. Oh, that's true. Three 
looking at the Orionid asteroids coming in through, <laughs> coming into the atmosphere with my wife right there. That was awesome. And then we both got super freaking sketched out. We're like, what is that thing? Yeah. That thing is the Crab Nebula. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's odd looking. It looks like a UFO. Yep. Don't cheat yourself by both, says Pastor Fox. Well, there you go. You got Pastor's endorsement. You buy both. I'm going to, here's what I would say. If you don't know which one you need, you're probably not familiar enough with the tactics with which you would employ either of them. Take that money and go get trained anywhere. Or buy a year's worth of food. If you or buy a year's worth of food. That's a good word. Or buy a year's worth of food. Or buy a wood chipper. Yep. And a chainsaw. And maybe like a baby track hoe. Or, or you know, a house or a down payment on a house because you live in an apartment. Or buy a buy a school bus <laughs> and turn it into a school and move out into the middle of a national forest somewhere and let nobody ever find you again. With a med kit, yeah, yeah. Buy a school bus and a wood chipper with a med kit. Like, guys, my night vision setup, my night vision setup, and it's not super Gucci. My night vision setup. Is $17,000. Do you know why I can do that? Because I already have seven years worth of food put up. And everybody I love already has food put up. And I've got rainwater storage. And I'm sitting underneath a gazebo that we built with our bare hands. And there's cords of firewood split and stacked behind me and there's a wood chipper right there and i have money and savings praise you for my kids when i launch them out into the world like it's not the first thing you do the retail value of my nod setup which is not repeat not mil spec gucci super operator cool guy is seventeen thousand dollars the average American is $130,000 in debt and has less than $1,000 in savings. What the hell are you doing buying nods? Do you have a year's worth of food? Do you have water put up? Do you have rainwater catchment? Do you have a wood stove in your house? Do you have firewood split? Do you know your neighbors? Do you know who's running for sheriff? Right? Like, because nods are cool. Don't get me wrong. Nods are cool. Unless it's a day like yesterday where it's foggy and raining... Then you have an $11,000 paperweight strapped to your $980 helmet. Okay? So, like, everybody wants to operate in SHTF, and it's like, I want you to leave me the hell alone. That's what I want. You know what I want to operate? I want to operate a fork. That's what I want to operate in SHTF. Maybe a chainsaw. That's what I want to do when the world ends. If they're watching this show because they need to see what I look like, their priorities are jacked up anyway. Just like- now I'm blind. <laughs> Revved up like a deuce, another runner in the night, according to the YouTube comments the last time I said that. So, Sawson, Shabbat is over, bro. It ended when the sun went down. His might not be yet. Oh, that's true. It depends on what time zone you're in. Red, I want to LARP, LOL. So, and here's the thing. If you want to, like, if you're honest with yourself, the reason I'm getting these things is because I want to LARP, that's fine. If you have all your other boxes checked, go for it, man. Go for it. But if you don't have all your other boxes checked and you're just playing, do not spend $17,000 on nods. 
or five grand on um, a thermal. Are they awesome? Yeah, they're awesome. You know what they're not? They're not magic wands, dude. Not even a little bit. So, I don't know. I'll get off my high horse on that. I use night vision way more than I use thermal. Thermal has its place, but I personally use night vision way more than I use thermal. I also personally have more food than all of y'all in the chat put together, minus pastor. Um, so it don't matter. At this point, we're just playing with house money. Like it don't matter anymore. Yes, assault Oreos for the win, referring to Friday's brief. I use my freeze dryer more than I use my... Hell yeah, and your freeze dryer was four grand. Right. So we could have bought four freeze dryers and yeah. had money left over. Jeez, babe. Right? See what I mean? That puts Gosh. it in perspective, doesn't it? You buy a good used pickup truck or nods, <laughs> right? You can buy a good used pickup truck mm -hmm. or nods, okay? It's a thing. So chill. <laughs> And it, don't be so quick to go run into gunfights post-SHTF. You will die sooner or later. Yeah, that's how you get shot. Um. Gen pop questions. One fluffy grandma. Hi, fluffy grandma. What's up, lamppost? My current pickup truck shopping budget is 10K. Exactly, right? Subs up. What's up, bro? Really big sawmill or nods? Exactly. Watch 10,000 pounds of grain at the Good Pastors. 100%. Would thermal work for seeing trespassers on the ranch? Maybe. What's your line of sight? What kind of thermal is it? How far away are they? What's the ambient temperature? What's the weather? Not eh. good too, though. Yeah, it It'd depends. It depends on the nods. Yep. Dogs would work. What's up, Stray Kitten? Right? Yeah. Matt Fisher, we don't steal. You can take someone's used pickup truck after you buy nods, though. I mean, you could, but let's be honest. Thou shalt not steal. Uh, the penalty for stealing is the rock pile. So, you know where your moral compass is. Yep. So, like, we don't steal shit from people. And we don't tolerate people that steal shit from people. So, knock that off. Because, in some places, many places, especially out in the country, where you tend to have a preponderance of pickup trucks, you try and steal a pickup truck, you're going to get shot in the face, like, about that fast. And a lot of us out in the country have nods as well. So like, and to steal my pickup truck, you have to get significantly onto my property. So you see what I mean? Like we just, we just don't do that. We just don't do that because the sheriff doesn't even give a shit around here. He's like, oh, you shot another one, Mr. Bear. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Yep. You want to, you want to dig a hole or do you want us to send a pickup truck out there to get him? Okay. Oh, do ba do ba do ba do what are knots? You mean nods? Stealth mode? Night observation devices. Nighttime seeing goggles. They're the things that Joseph Smith used to translate the golden tablets. I'm pretty sure that's how that went down. 
Oh, now we're talking about eggnog. That's right, Sandy Phillips. Stealing a person's truck is the equivalent of being a horse thief. Yep. Not going to go well for you. A lot of places you get hung for that still. Yeah, a lot of places you get hung for that still. We can be your best friend or your worst enemy. You choose. Exactly, Pastor Fox. Exactly. Don't steal from us. And I won't steal your life. That, and it's real simple, man. Thou shalt not. Like, we just don't, we don't tolerate that bullshit. You got to be a sad piece of shit to contemplate stealing something from somebody else. And all that comes from covetousness. You believe that you are due something that belongs to somebody else. Nope. You are, you are not owed shit. And if we get to the point where might makes right, there's a lot of people in this great land of America that you don't want to play the might makes right game with because they're going to be better at it than you are. And even if you're phenomenal out of it, right? Even if you're, you're great at projection of force, you still have a rate of attrition. It's just a matter of time before somebody attrits you. Boo ba doo ba doo, ba doo ba doo ba doo. If you want it, then work for it. Get them, Jessica Bennett. Do, 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 do. Now we need Rex in here to complete the circle. Stuart, that's awesome. He's probably got his hands full, literally, but that's okay. Hey, what's up, Beartron? People keep saying it's good to see you on Shabbat. Shabbat ended at sundown. P.I.D. prior to pew pew is required in the real world. <laughs> Amen, brother Saw. Positive identification of the target. Pocket versus slick kit. Ruben, that's a great question. It depends. How big are your pockets, bro? Um, so the slick kit will fit in the back pocket of your jeans. The pocket will fit in the side pocket of your cool guy tactical pants or your BDU pants. And so if you're like, it depends on what you're doing. Uh, it, it honestly depends on the size of your pocket. If your pockets are smaller, get the slick kit. I mean, sexy legs and khakis kit. That's what it's made for. If uh, your pockets are a little bit bigger, like a cargo pocket, um, then get the pocket. Bear, where are you located? I have a pocket in my it's purse. it's right in between. We're located right in between Nunya and Damn Business. Um, can I pet that dog? You have a pocket in your purse. I have a pocket in my purse. You got a purse pocket? I got a purse pocket. Oh my goodness! And it fits perfectly in that purse pocket. Your pocket fits perfectly in your purse pocket. Yep. I like it. Um. Yeah, so I've been carrying a slick, and then uh, I was given a ankle kit for T and E by a refuge, and um, gosh, I just haven't quit wearing that thing. Um, yeah, and I can tell you, it does great being fully submerged in water over and over and over again. Ask me <laughs> how I know. Um, you ain't getting chafing on your legs. Nope, zero chafing on my legs. That's good. Yep, from the ankle kit. So, <sighs> the memories. Yeah, it got wet. Yeah, you could say that. It got a little wet. Yeah. We, I mean, I had a blast, though. And I, I know all my brethren had a blast as well. It was a really good time. Um, what keywords or denomination do I look for to find a church in my area that teaches Torah? Best of luck. I would just Google best of luck. Um, no, go to 119 Fellowship Finder. 119 Ministries Fellowship Finder. And I will also tell you this. 
Just like any other denomination when it comes to Torah, Mm -hmm. deeds, not words. What do they do? Not what do they say? Because I unfortunately have met, met plenty of scumbags that claim that they keep Torah and they don't. Not in actuality. They can own a copy of the blue book and have swinging zitziot and say, you know, argue the differences between Yahweh or Yahweh or Yahuwah, but they're also raping children. That's how I met them in the first place. So I don't give a shit what denomination you say you are, and everybody can claim whatever they want to with their mouth. I have to see what you do before I will believe you. And um, that doesn't mean that there aren't plenty of great people in the Torah Observant Movement, because there are. Just like there's plenty of great people that are Catholics, even though the Catholic Church is all messed up. Just like there's plenty of great people that are you know, non-denominational evangelicals even though the evangelical church is all effed up. And so it's like any other belief structure, unfortunately, you shall know them by their fruits. And your belief, Jacob, James, the book of James, is what you do, not what you say you're going to do. Show them their, your faith by your works. Belief is what you do, not what you say you're going to do. You don't do stuff you don't believe in, and you do, do stuff that you do believe in. Yeah. Look at Dudley going with emojis of the globe. Emojis of the globe? <laughs> Baron, this may not be the place for you. They are not very agnostic here. Nah, not so much. No, not really. Eh, eh, I mean, I mean, a guy... If you're not arguing with us, you're welcome to stay. Yeah, so cool people of any persuasion are allowed to hang out in Gen Pop. That's right. that's not a problem. But if you try and be a dick about it, I've got way too many blue wrenches for that, and I have very little time and even less patience for that bullshit. And just so we're all on the same page here, we're talking to a guy, we're talking about a guy that the creator of the universe convicted five years ago to read every word of the Bible on camera. And some days that's an absolute blessing to me, and other days it's a knockdown, drag out fight in between me and him because I don't wanna. And I throw my little temper tantrums, and he says, Boy, what did I say? And I said, Okay, Dad, I will read the word on camera. Yeah, you don't want y'all to get the belt. You didn't, no. You don't want <laughs> y'all to get the belt. That's a great way to say that. <laughs> what are you, a wise, righteous woman of Yahuwah or something like that? I mean, sometimes. We had a really good tour portion today. We did. We did. Up top for the win. I love it when my kids get in on it and they're like, they start seeing the, the intricacies of the word. Mm-hmm. It's a great portion. Um, one of my favorite parts in the Torah, not that it happened, but how it happened. The daughter of uh, Jacob and Leah, Dinah, the prince of Shechem. Well, Shechem's the place, it's also his name, and his daddy's name was Hamor. It's the same place where Abraham bought land and Isaac and so forth and so on. Shechem decides he's just got to be with Dinah. And so uh, when the book of Jasher fleshes this out really well. But the, there was a big old party and Dinah goes down to the party and they're just hanging out, drinking hard apple cider, having a good time, partying, dancing, the whole nine. And Shechem falls in love with Dinah and he humbles her. It means he rapes her. 
And uh, then Shechem goes to his daddy, Hamor, and he says, hey, daddy, I got to have this girl go over here and talk to these uh, Israelite people um, and let them know, like, she's going to be my wife. And so Hamor and Shechem go and talk to Abraham. They're like, hey, we got your daughter. She's a great girl. Name your price. And Jacob is distraught, not having it, but his sons are in the field. Well, his sons come in from the field and they say, hey, um, yeah, we don't do that. We don't marry your type around here. At a minimum, you're all going to have to be circumcised. And I'm now paraphrasing the book of Genesis as well as the book of Jasher at the same time. Hello, weasel. Come have a seat. And so um, the men of Shechem get circumcised. There are 805 men in Shechem. 785 of them get circumcised. 20 of them do not. Now, while this is happening, Dinah finds out, Jacob's daughter, finds out from Shechem, the prince, that the, the big goal here is to be able to take the possessions of the women and flocks and herds of the Israelites for the benefit of Hamor and Shechem. And so she passes a note to her brothers, Simeon and Levi. And Simeon and Levi find out, on day three of all the men of Shechem being circumcised, they go to Shechem. And when they get there, of the 20 men who were not circumcised, they kill 18 of those men first. They leave two to run and tell the tale. The other 785 men, they kill, they slaughter. Simeon and Levi, the two of them, wipe out 803 of 805 men of Shechem. And when Jacob finds out about this, he's afraid. He says that our name will be a stench to all the inhabitants of the lands, the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Canaanites and the Yebusites, etc., etc., etc. And um, Simeon and Levi respond, but would you let our sister be treated like a whore? And that's the end of that chapter. And the, the answer is no. No. I have a hard time faulting Simeon and Levi. Precisely, Pastor. Same. And then what happens, though, after that is that um, Jacob, and at this time his 11 sons, are moving through the land. And the Perizzites, for example, will not come out against Israel now, there's, there are only a handful of men. You've got Jacob and his servants, the shepherds that left with him from Laban's house up in Padanaram when he was wife shopping for Leah and then Rachel and then Bilhah and then Zilpah after he leaves after 20 years. And, oh, and so then as this is happening, they're moving through the land. Why are they moving through the land? Because they're trying to get back to Canaan. Well, they end up down in Edom, which is on the Sinai Peninsula in between current day Israel and current day Egypt. They end up down in Edom, the Edomites, uh, descendants of which are the Philistines, Palestine, and the Romans. But that's Jacob's brother Esau. So again, fleshed out in the book of Jasher, Jacob has to pass over the Jordan and he's going to end up back in the land of the Edomites. And he's afraid of Esau. Why? Because Laban... In the previous Torah portion, Laban pursues Jacob as he's leaving with his, his wives and his children. 
And Laban is like, what have you done with my house idols? And you took all these people. These are my people. And Jacob spits back at him. What do you mean they're your people? They're my people. These are my wives, my children. And you changed my wages 10 times. And there's like this Maury Povich scene that goes on, right? And they're having a back and forth. And finally, they come to terms and they slaughter some sheep. They sit down. They're like, let's discuss this like men. We're going to roast a sheep, eat some bread. This stack of rocks right here, Laban, Lebanon, I won't go any further than this stack of rocks right here to the south. Jacob, Jacob, you don't come any further north than this stack of rocks to the north. Got it? Got it. Agreed. Get out. Laban kisses his grandkids and his daughters and they leave. Why was Jacob working for Laban for 20 years in Padanaram? Abraham who was his granddaddy, had such an inheritance that Abraham and Lot couldn't hang out in the same valley. And that's passed to Isaac. Then Isaac passes the blessing of the firstborn to Jacob rather than Esau. Where's the inheritance? Book of Jasher. When Jacob first left, he crosses the Jordan to go up to Padan Haram to Laban's house to go find wives at Uncle Laban's discount wife emporium. He's got nothing but his staff in his hand. Where'd the inheritance go? Esau's son, Eliphaz, is chasing down Jacob, trying to kill Jacob so that Jacob is no longer the son of Isaac. He's dead. The inheritance passes back to Esau so that Eliphaz, again, Moripovich stuff, right? This is Jerry Springer stuff at this point. So that Eliphaz can get an inheritance. So Eliphaz runs up on Jacob, Jacob, and he says, hey, I'm going to kill you. And Jacob says, go for it, dude. Here, take it. I don't care. Take this inheritance back to your father, back to Esau. And then that's between you and him, whether or not you get an inheritance, but I'm done. I'm going to Padanaram. I've had enough of this BS. I'm out. That's why Jacob has to work for 14 years, seven years for Leah, and then seven years for Rachel, because he didn't have money for a dowry. Okay? So then he's coming back. And then he works six years for his wages, which Laban changes on him ten times. He's coming back. Laban and Jacob are not bros. They are not friends. And all Jacob has as a household are his wives, his children, and a handful of shepherds who have come with him from Lebanon. Laban, Lebanon, Padanaram. And so he's coming back. Well, Laban sends a runner, a messenger, to Esau, who says, Hey, your brother Jacob is coming home. So Esau has 400 men with him, 400 men awaiting Jacob to come home. And that's how Esau knew that Jacob was coming was because Laban passed a note, sent a message to Esau like, hey, I can't come any further south to mess that guy up, but you're already in the south. Why don't you go mess your brother Jacob Jacob up? And the implied thing here is I'll get all of his wages back and my daughter's back. Laban was not a good dude. And then it goes on from there. But, yeah, the book of Jasher. If you haven't read the book of Jasher, first read the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Y'all hear the shofar? And then read Jasher. There are so many nuggets in there. Jasher should be a, uh, a comic book. What do they call them nowadays? Graphic novel? It'd be an awesome graphic novel. What do you guys, what's, what's going on over there? I don't know. 
You don't know? That's not a goat. Well, that's a goat, but the other thing was a shofar. No, but that's a goat over there. Oh, there's a goat over there making noise too? Yeah. I don't know. Emma. Are we up? What's up, Vester Dylan? How do we find a book of Jasher? Google.com. Jasher. Um, there's a couple of collections of the non-canonical texts that I like the most. Um, the best one, in my opinion, is called the Lost Book of the Bi Lost Books of the Bible. The um, what is it called? The Great Something Texts by Joseph B. Lumpkin and uh, L U M P K I N. The Great Rejected Texts, and it's got the 22 formerly canonical texts categorized in it now. Um, in that book, the Lost Books of the Bible, the Great Rejected Texts by Joseph B. Lumpkin. And the, the best thing about that collection of the non-canonical texts, which include Jasher, Jubilees, Enoch, um, the Gospel of Thomas, etc., etc., is that Lumpkin is a Ph.D. biblical scholar, and he does a, a preface for each one of the texts that are in this collection, where he talks about the veracity of this text. For example, what is now called First Enoch, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt there's more than 12,000 remnants or complete texts of, um, of uh, First Enoch. However, Second and Third Enoch are probably bullshit. Now, he includes them in the book of the great rejected text of the Bible with a preface explaining why it's very likely that these are not... Um, the veracity of these texts is not very high. And so he does a really good job with that, in my opinion. So. I made a lasso. You made a lasso. Whoa. Doobie, doobie, doo. I can't read the comments. Viking preparedness said does. Does. Doo, doo, doo. Does doo, doo, doo. Does do do. I also just made Viking preparedness a blue wrench because why not, right? Right. Right. Yeah, we trust him. Yeah, we trust him. <laughs> he's, he's pretty cool. I like that guy. Yeah. I, yeah, I like him. He knows how to shwack some peepees. He does know how to shwack some peepees. Been to his house once or twice. <sighs> Pastor Joe? Pastor Joe. Oh. <gasps> yeah. Your favorite pastor in the whole world? He's very cool, says Carrie Beard. I agree. I agree. Yes. Awesome guy. Keep up the great work. Well, you're welcome. If this is what working looks like, I'll take it. Sitting next to a fire with my wife, my kiddo, my dogs, drinking a peanut butter whiskey, talking to y'all about the Torah portion. I have your six, says PJ. I know you do, brother, and likewise. He's over in the so, what are the questions we got? That's hard. Good luck. Thank you, Rocky. Mommy's here too. If you actually, if you have any questions for me. Yeah, my wife's here too. She's just off camera. And I'm here. Best peanut butter whiskey. Well, Lampost, the one that y'all gave me was Sheepdog, which is good. It's a little bit sweeter than uh, the Screwball, and so I found it's a matter of preference depending on who you are and what you like. So I I go. I buy Screwball 
but I will never reject a bottle of sheepdog. Um, Yes, you did build a fort in your brother's room. It's a wonderful fort. Um, I would say it would survive at least a Cat 5 hurricane. Um, In fact, I'm pretty sure I saw a picture of that uh, same fort in that book that Pastor Joe's always telling people to buy, um, Nuclear Survival Secrets by Crescent Kearney. There was a picture of that fort in there. I think it's on page 86. This is a great fort. You did a really good job. Also, I'm going to go pee over here because I can because it's my show. So, wife, talk to these people. Hello. Hi. No. <laughs> Shalom, everyone. I really can't see. Goodness, it's so fast. Hi, Heather Sevens. What's a good mixer with PB whiskey? I don't know, because I don't drink it. And he, he never drinks it mixed. It's always just straight with ice. So he said mixer is ice. Shalom, Cindy P. Shalom, Tactic Squirrel. And the first and second chronicles of the Bible. Yes. Have you done Chronicles yet? No. But yes, he will eventually. Okay. What was the final tally for the KH? Oh, I uh, talk about that. Yeah, so with the... You tell him, sweetie. It's amazing. With the donor match, it was... Hang on, I got to like look it up so I don't It was misquote. amazing. Y'all um, is amazing. With the donor match, y'all brace it yourselves. Was brace yourselves for this. Three hundred and fifty-six thousand four hundred and sixty-two dollars. Praise, Praise Yah. Yep. So, uh, so you guys blew our hundred thousand dollar goal out of the water, and we ended up raising one hundred and seventy-eight thousand two hundred and thirty-one uh, through y'all's donations, and then our donor matched that. For a total of the three fifty six, but so, it's three seventy because fourteen thousand was raised in the online auction. Yes, so it's yeah, a total we also of had that seventy thousand dollars. Praise God! So yeah, That's super a, super awesome, incredible, absolutely. Incredible. And we can't thank you guys enough. I'm glad somebody asked that. I meant yes. to bring that up. That's amazing. Yeah, praise the Father, 100%. 100%, as the kids say. What in the heck are you guys doing? We're sitting at the fire, man. We are sitting at the fire. Here, he's back. Remember that time I did a live stream where I accidentally had the camera pointed at a pallet of water the whole live stream and everybody thought it was a conspiracy and I was trying to subliminally tell you guys to go yep. buy water? So. Sam, yo. He's listening. Good job. <laughs> Someone fixing to die. Like yeah. to call that the murder trot. Get him. You know what? 
that's the show for tonight. That's all I really wanted to talk about. What? We talked about the tour portion. I read the brief for like six minutes. Yeah. We talked about Caleb House and Giving Tuesday. That was amazing. Um, yeah. What else is there to say? I appreciate y'all. I made ha an awesome fort. You made an awesome fort. Yeah. Have yourself a blessed evening. Uh, you know, all the things. Links in the chat. Bless y'all. I'm out. Shalom.